Welcome back. Welcome back. Clean it up. Clean it up. Clean it up. Clean it up. <laughs> Welcome back uh, to Greenbox Gaming plays Delta Green, Impossible Landscapes. My name is Joe. I am the handler. I'm joined by three of my good friends. I am joined by Brad playing our U.S. Marshal Hank Ellis. I'm Hello. joined by Dace uh, playing Benji. The uh, the blues historian. Howdy, y'all. That is a uh, and that is Dace's character voice, not his real voice. <laughs> no, I'm I'm switching it up this week. Are you gonna Are you gonna method act this now? I'm. Be this amazing is, if you manage it. This is me, Dace Ruthven. And this, and this you is just, me, Benji Potts. You just doxed yourself, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, and the, that's that's everybody knows everybody's last name on podcast. That's not yeah, doxing so Yeah. Anyway, and then I've got uh, John, John playing hey. Benedict, uh, and he is our uh, he's the smooth talker, journalist, editor, and uh, I think someone who just recently crossed someone off of their bonds list, which is kind of fun. No. Uh. Oh man! What are you looking at? What are you doing? Me? Right there? Yeah, you. Me? Yeah, I thought you Nothing. were participating in a podcast, or are you just kind of doing your own thing. <laughs> What's up? And he's got two going at the same time. Are you doing two podcasts? Are you cheating on? Are you streaming <laughs> this? This another channel? <laughs> he's a businessman. I was going to wait till, you know, after we were live, but yes. Okay. Yes. I've been picked up by another podcast, and their whole thing is. Doing a podcast while you're doing your main podcast. <laughs> a oh podcast God, that's a podcast. genius. This is a fucking gold I, mine, actually. Yeah. Are y'all looking right. for talent? <laughs> uh, yes, but you're not invited. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Burn. So I have a I have a question for you guys. Um, here at the here's the top of the episode. Um, I was with my wife last night. Uh, no, was it last night? We don't we, we don't need we all went, the details. It's okay. <laughs> you're a little right. too much. That's All a, right. Uh, this is Twitch, yeah. uh, so it's like they gotta stay within the uh, the agreement there. Um, but I was, uh, we went out with some of her friends from work, and I was talking to, you know, like one of the other spouses who was there. Me and this guy were talking, and we were talking about like what we did, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm in school and blah blah blah. He's like, yeah, this is the job I do, and then. We slowly broached this subject. It came up like that we we're yeah, talking about movies. He's like, "Well, yeah, I uh, I kind of watch like, like like a little anime." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, me too." He's like, "All right." Oh, okay. But then it came out. It was not a little anime. Not that he was just like a total weeb, but it was like there was a hesitancy there. You know what I mean? To tell people that you that you consume that media. And I then, do a, a little heroin. I I also think there's a distinction to be made between anime and heroin. All right, Uh, it's uh, call me old fashioned. All right, Mm, I I think you're going to be on the wrong side of history on this one, (laughs) Box. Fair enough. But then, but then it came up. He was talking about. He's like, oh yeah, I also play this game. Uh, It's like, but well, it's it's Dungeons and Dragons. I was like. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I've played Dungeons and Dragons for years. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah. And, like, it was... But it was one of those things where it's, like, people are so hesitant to share that, like, you're involved in that kind of hobby for fear of, like, kind of, like, you know, being labeled, like, a nerd 
Like, do you guys deal with that? Like, in your in your own work, or like out there in the social sphere? You know, I don't... I don't not tell people in my work because I'm embarrassed. I just don't want to have to be bothered with explaining what the fuck it is. Because <laughs> they are, they are so, so far removed. Like, for the people that don't know, I work in an extremely blue-collar welding and fabricating shop in Memphis, Tennessee. And these people are so far removed from the concept of Dungeons and Dragons that it would just, like, baffle them. And uh, right. I, that's, that's not a tree that I want to bark up. I mean, that's fair, you know. <laughs> I, had a, I had a pretty hard... I was asking, like, one of the one of the people I go to school with about some, like, social media stuff because I, I was unfamiliar. I'm trying to educate myself on it. And she was like, "Oh, like what's what's your what's your podcast about?" And I and I ran into that where I'm trying to explain to someone who has never been in the same zip code of this stuff, as far as I can tell. Like, mm -hmm. what is tabletop role playing? He's like, she's like, so you just pretend? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you put it that way, uh... <laughs> slippery slope, man. I mean, before you know it, we might be uh. Wearing pointy LARPing. hats and throwing tennis balls at each other. LARPing, man. It's, it's a slippery <laughs> slope down the LARP. You know what? Fucking, I bet the LARPers are having the same discussion right now. They're like, you know those D&D guys? Like, you try and explain that you're just trying to LARP, and they're like, just not the same fucking LARPing. zip code. <laughs> and then they make fun of us. They're like, oh, throwing tennis balls around. You're so right. You're like, hold on, magic missile! Yeah, as I was saying. <laughs> Lightning bolt. Yeah, I I don't know. It is like when you think about it, it is quite a weird thing for people to sit down and agree to do as adults. Did uh, this fellow after he got up and he came out that he was into anime? He came did he run from the, Did he run from the table with his arms behind his back? To his car? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he did not. Uh, not that I wasn't looking out for it. But he did not. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I do a little Naruto running every now and then. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Let me quickly grab your beer. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's a. But, I no, know, it's, it's. I don't. It's I, weird I disagree with that. I don't think it's necessarily a weird thing for. I mean, people have been telling stories for uh, time untold, like since the dawn of of Homo sapiens, and before that, honestly, probably. And uh, this is just another form of storytelling. The only difference is we have like a set of rules to abide by. That's the only way it's evolved Ooh. this century. Huh? Sure, like we'll be the... right up there with Homer. One day, the uh, wow. like, wh whatever humanity evolves into will look back and be like this: this impossible landscapes with with green box gaming. What did they mean? By that though, like, what did they? What did it mean? We'll be etched on pottery mean, in a museum. <laughs> Wait, we're gonna have the Green Box Gaming logo like etched on some the gift pottery in a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why are we graffitiing our? Why are we putting our logo in a volcano? That's not well, a terrible how, idea. How do we get why on the pottery? I was well. I was, because uh, I said Homer earlier, like the guy that came with the oh. Iliad. Oh yeah, yeah. And you are comparing us to store ancient story storytellers. It's not as funny if I explain it. 
Please, can you, can you go a little really bit going more in depth for me? Yeah. Because right. you see. So, <laughs> I think this is a good time to actually get into playing this fucking week's game. Jesus. Alright, so, here we are. The team is still in 1995. Not still in 1995, like you're supposed to be somewhere else. I don't want to give you that impression. Spoilers. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. You guys are in uh, 1995, New York City. Uh, you know, it all started as just a job trying to uh, trying to actually figure out even what is the unnatural influence in the missing or in this missing person's case for uh, this artist Abigail Wright. Uh, the team, Hank, Benji, and Benedict, uh, have tracked down a lot of things. Uh, and at first, it seemed kind of like a cold case, and you weren't getting get anywhere. But as you began to dive into the building and some of its uh, tenants, things started to get stranger and stranger. Until eventually, you guys found your way to this other place that seems to be accessible from the McAllister building, the apartment where Abigail lived, um, during the night. And it has been so dubbed the Night Floors, which is actually the name of this operation uh, canonically in the book. Uh, you guys have journeyed in, uh, found out a bunch of different stuff, I think, <laughs> but it seems like you've ended up with a lot more questions than answers. Uh, who is this? You've heard the name uh, Darabondi. That's he has something to do with. Uh, you know, this was figure in this mirror and with murdering children, with the construction of this place. Who is Lundine? You know, this has something to do as well. Uh, you guys have run into several characters like Mark Rourke, who seems to live within the night floors, or that's where you've seen him, uh, who tells you that Abigail's gone. She's gone to the upper floors, and that you don't need to follow her. You've got everything you need right here. You ran into uh, Mr. Castain, tells you he's the night manager. He runs the place for the super, uh, who also tells he tells you that he's from a, a strange, faraway, war-torn country called Carcosa which piqued the player's ears, at least. Um, and I think probably the most noteworthy that once you guys came out... Oh, yes, you also <laughs> managed to uh, rescue another stray within the night floors. Oh, yeah. Uh, who was... Uh, was it, is it uh, James Langdon? Was that his name? No, I, I can't remember. Um, you... David. Uh, was it David? Is that what it is? David Langford. Yes, David Lankford. Uh, he was a apparently a a cable like repair guy who accidentally entered the night floors and was unable to escape. Uh, you guys ran into him. He said he'd been there for for months or weeks. Probably safer in the night floors than with us, to be honest. Yeah. What? Mm. We're so good at saving and protecting people. Right. Well, eventually you guys came out and were able to deposit um, David. Jeremy and Michelle Van Fitz with your uh, Delta Green contact with uh, Agent Marcus. And he <laughs> disappeared them into the back of a carpet truck. And saved them. Three people saved. Saved them. Pardon me. I keep using this very judgmental language. Saved them <laughs> in the back of a carpet truck. Uh, and... <laughs> And then you guys, uh, you guys kind of went along your way. Um, one of the uh, where we left off, probably one of the more interesting things that happened is that uh, old Benji Potts got up to some light reading in the last episode. 
He read a strange book called uh, A World Leroy Anton. Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Jump with the gun. Uh, he ran. He read a interesting book uh, called a, a World Without Floors, which seemed to describe. Seemed had a character in it. A character named Abby, which seems to be a bit more coincidence than coincidence. Uh, written by this Emmeline Fitzroy, um, which seemed to just describe some things that were going on, and then, of course, as they were saying, um, actually read a copy that you guys found of, uh, of the King in Yellow, um, that you guys found in Michelle Van Fitz's room. This caused Benji to unwittingly kind of pass out in his fugue stake and kind of came to in a coffee shop playing a strange song that he had never heard, he never intended <laughs> to play, and when asked for his, his number or his contact information, he found himself unable to write down anything other than the yellow sign, pass it on to a hapless passerby who just happened to be at this poor coffee shop. No, so, that is where you guys are. It is, uh, we're gonna say it's, you know, around noon. Um, and the it is Saturday, uh, August the twelfth, uh, and I think you guys had a few questions by this time. Benji, you have come out of your state. Maybe you decide what you want to do with it. Jean, um, and with Benedict, you have handed over. You, I'm sorry, you have saved these three people. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, a quick credit to you. Yeah, and I'm actually not sure where Hank is right now. I think you've just kind of gone home. But actually, yeah. I'm sorry, I did... I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I think that as uh, Benji... I think, Benji, as you are exiting this... Um, as you are exiting the coffee shop, guitar in hand, and again, you have no idea... Uh, where this guitar came from. Uh, and mm. you are exiting this, uh, you're exiting the coffee shop and you look down the guitar and you kind of, kind of take a, a trip back. Uh, it's, it's warm, it's August, you walk out into the heat, the heat blasts you in the face as you do. And you are reminded of several years ago. You're standing in probably one of the hottest, most hellish places on the earth. Clarksdale, Mississippi. <laughs> it's a it is a balmy oh, summer day. I mean it just sticks to you. The second you walk out from any air conditioned building, it's like the like the water just condenses on your skin like a cold glass of soda. You walk outside out of a um what could really only be described as like a tourist trappy kind of uh, knickknack stand. You are at the intersection of what? Oh, God, what is the intersection of these two highways where this is supposed to happen? With old Robert Johnson. Benji would know this. Okay, uh, I'm going to tell you. It's Highway One and Highway Eight. The intersection in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Um, <laughs> I googled it, uh, and you, you were told, uh, Benji, you are interested in the history of the occult and the blues, the supernatural and the blues, and 
as you'd mentioned kind of in character creation that mm-hmm. you know Robert Johnson's this character who supposedly sold his soul to the devil to learn how to play the blues and you know you kind of made this uh, pilgrimage down to Clarksdale Mississippi and you know I don't know exactly how Benji feels about what he found you got here and there's this gaudy sign with these guitars on it that at the intersection of the crossroads and there are all these people taking pictures and there's kids running around and there's like a big museum there you know and there's like there's someone dressed as the devil with a guitar and you can take a picture with him and <laughs> stuff like this you know and it's in the middle of the day but it's it's hot there's loads of tourists around how does how does Benji feel about this and he's kind of came here to look into some serious shit like how does he feel about this Oh, definitely uh, disappointed after all the buildup. He, he's probably exhausted from the heat. He would probably just maybe want to take a load off and get a cold drink somewhere. Maybe there's a dive bar around he could go to. Yeah, you know, there is. There's a, you know, it's not on right there at the main strip because that's a little more family friendly right there at the intersection. But uh, you do manage to find a place that's kind of quiet, kind of dark. You know, a little bit off the beaten path. Looks like it might be a little bit of a local watering hole. You walk in and uh, you find a seat. Benji finds a seat, and you know, there's a bartender who asks you, uh, you know, what you what he can get for you. Um, can I have a gin and tonic, a little splash of olive juice and hot sauce. Uh, the guy raises an eyebrow, <laughs> prepares it right there, pushes it forward, and just kind of watches you like he wants to see you take the first drink. I've seen people kicked out of bars for less than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle uh, of the day, so there's not a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- th- I, this is Benchy's go-to drink. He's okay. He sips it and he's like... Just like mom, just like mama used to make. That's uh, <laughs> a guy asks you. Says, "Uh, who's, you uh, where are you from?" Well, I'm from uh, Greenville. How about yourself, sir? Right here, right here in Old Clarksdale, my daddy's place. He points around. Well, has it always been like this? Has it always been such a sort of a, a touristy area? <laughs> he laughs. He says, he says "No, no, uh, my t- my daddy, he uh, him and his dad built this place, and uh, yeah, it wasn't always like this. But you know, when uh, you know, when the local flavor gets out, you know, old, old Robert Johnson, he wrote enough songs." You know, and they built the museum over there. I know. Keeps the lights on. Hmm. Well, that's actually the reason that I came here. I'm a little bit of a researcher myself, and I was researching uh, old Robert Johnson. I was trying to find that intersection where he supposedly sold his soul to the devil, and I guess I found it, but it wasn't quite what I expected. He kind of smiles, and he's like, well, you know, it's uh, is it is what it is. That's it, right down there. There's something about this guy, and you know, 
Benji comes back to this bar for the next few weeks. Stays in town. Asking around. And the thing is, is everyone gives you the same... It's like, uh, you ever watch a police show? Like a, a, you know, like a detective police show, like CSI or something? And like two people will have the exact same story. And the investigators will say, no, that's not, it's not right. Their stories are too similar. You know, like mm-hmm. they, they talked about it. That's the feel you get. Everyone's giving you the exact same BS about, nope, that's it. That's where he sold his soul to the devil, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you're the, you've been there, and you've been there for a few weeks, and Benji's really kind of starting to think about giving up and just going, you know, going back to wherever you're studying. And one night you sit there, you sit there in front of this guy, and his, his name's Oscar. You sit in front of Oscar one morning, and or one day, one evening, whenever it is, and you say something to Oscar about it, you know, that you're maybe thinking of packing it in. And Oscar takes a look at you, he leans forward, he says, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of looky-loos, and a lot of folks just want to come take a picture at the crossroads of the devil, but, no, you know, Benji, I think you're the real deal. No, shucks. <laughs> he uh he says uh he's like I'm getting off in about about an hour. Why don't you join me round back? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> uh I think you might have misinterpreted the nature of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he laughs. He laughs real real hard. <laughs> he says, "No, ain't nothing like that. I'm going to take you to see somebody. Somebody you want to talk to." Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't make it weird, Benji. <laughs> just to take a long drink of his gin and tonic. And oh, he tells you, he, he says, I'll get you I another. Yeah, he's done <laughs> several more. <laughs> you meet Oscar. He gets off work. He, uh, he loads you up in his beat-up-ass pickup truck. And he takes you uh, out in the middle of pretty much bumfuck nowhere. And there's this little old house, um, little country house, and it's all leaning over the side. He knocks on the door, and you hear, come on in. And he, uh, he walks in, and he says, uh, Miss Dolores, this is a man I was talking about. And you see this older woman, I mean, she's like, she has to be like maybe 90 years old, like elderly, you know, sitting there in front of a TV, you know, with uh, with her blanket over her lap. Uh, old, and she's a black lady, and she's, like, withered, and, like, her skin is taut around her skin. She looks up, she says, says, Oh, yeah, the man looking for the right crossroads. Or the wrong crossroads, maybe. The, the wrong crossroads? Uh, uh, Benji Potts, ma'am. Pleased to meet you. What's your name? Yes. Yes, my name is Dolores, sweetie. I'm gonna tell you what you came here for, but because Oscar, he done right by me. He says, he says you're not just one of them tourists. But I'm gonna tell you what you need to know. But it's a bit of a warning too. I was about 16, just minding my own business. We were down at a honky tonk, and this man, <laughs> this young fella, he just stumbled in out of the dark. Middle of the night. He called himself Robert Johnson. His eyes, it was all crazy. He had this guitar in his hand. 
He started playing the shit out of that thing. And man, we was dancing and moving and jiving. We didn't ever heard nothing like it. And we got done with that thing. We said, we said, where'd you learn to play that thing? He, he looked at us with a cold seriousness. He said, I was down. I was down at the intersection of clock and 95. And I met the devil at midnight. And he gave me this here guitar. Now I'm going to tell you right now. Because Oscar done vouched for you. He said you're smart. Don't go down to Clark and 95. There ain't nothing down there. Nothing for you. Go back where you're from, Benji Potts. Go back home. I sure do appreciate the information, Mr. Dolores. Well, y'all, y'all have a good evening. And Oscar kind of, uh, Oscar comes in with an armful of firewood and puts it down and, you know, by the fire. She thanks Oscar. And Oscar drives you back to the bar. He, he, he lets you out of the truck. He says, well, Mr. Loris done told you. What you do with the Benji, that's between you and God. I wish you the best of luck, brother. Shakes your hand. Drives away. Hey really misjudged Benji if they thought he was smart. <laughs> that was a huge, huge hit and a miss. Swing and a miss. He's, uh, he's got a certain worldliness about him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know Benji's going to that intersection. He can't not pursue the your, truth. You check your watch and it's about 1130. You pull out your map because it's like the 90s. You pull out your map, your paper map, and you find the intersection. Clark Road, which is a county road out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, and you head out. You get there about, about ten minutes before, and you're just kind of sitting there. Sitting there in the middle of the intersection. You don't really know what to do. I don't know. What does Benji do? What would, what would Benji do to prepare himself? Is there some type of a ritual that he does? Or something that he's he's heard of to try to contact these people, these entities? Does Mama have another drink? <laughs> Benji? <laughs> yeah, pulls out a flask of gin and tonic and uh, <laughs> juice. And, uh, it, it probably uh, probably would have brought his guitar with him. Just kind of maybe sitting there on the side of the road, like noodling to pass the time. As you're doing that, you... Uh... As you're noodling, <laughs> as you're just uh, planet kind of plinking after a little while, it's a dirt, gravelish road, and you hear that telltale sign of someone walking. That crunch, 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 out of the darkness. There's no street light out here. Like I don't know if you're sitting on your, on the you know like there by your car, like in the headlights or something. There is no light out here. Crunch, 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 crunch. He stops playing and his ears perk up. He starts looking around. Every time, you, as you stop playing, you stop hearing the crunching. You go back to playing, you hear the crunching again. Crunch. Oh, wow. Crunch. 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 Getting slowly closer and slowly closer. And just as you, like, go to turn around, Benji, like, looking around him, he hears, clear as a whistle right in front of him. Let me see that guitar you got there, boy. Can 
Does Benji just hear the voice? Can he see anything? As you turn back around, you see a man standing in front of you. He's wearing uh, wearing a suit, a nice suit, really nice suit. You wouldn't say almost like a zoot suit, like uh, like that kind of style. He's got a fedora to one side. You can it's kind of dark, so everything's in grayscale. You know, as as it is when it's really hard to see and there's no light. You can tell that his lapels are brilliant gold. And his uh, suit is bright yellow. Yeah. Benji almost like in a trance will just like slowly hand out the guitar and be like My name is Trail off. Who are you? The guitar is snatched from your hands. And a hand reaches down and grabs your wrist, and before you can before you can resist or say anything, all of a sudden you hear Boy? Boy! You open your eyes, and you're laying on the side of the road, guitar beside you, with all the crickets and grasshoppers and the dry grass all around you buzzing around, and there's some old farmer-looking guy standing over you. You okay? You drunk? It's the middle of the day. Am I still at the intersection? You are. No, sir. I don't think so. I uh, nearly fuck. I nearly ran over you, damn it. Sleep in the middle road like a like a moron. Get the hell out of here before I call the police. <laughs> Can you give me a ride, sir? Oh, your car's there still. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Is that not your car? <laughs> no, I stole it. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> well, Benji okay. Potts, you stand up and you, you pick up your guitar and you pick it up and you give it a quick strum and there's just something about it like it's just right. It's tuned. Perfect. Oh, mama. And as you look down and you hear that and you feel that oppressive heat down on you, we slowly kind of fade back to 1995, New York City. You're there with the guitar in hand. The heat, the oppressive heat, the sound of grasshoppers is replaced by street noise and people moving and cars going by. Nice. So. Yeah, the yellow suit. Wow. Yellow suit? Hmm. This is not his first rodeo. No, Benji's uh Benji's already dipped his toes. I think that was establishing character creation. But uh yeah. Mm. So yeah, here you guys are. Um you guys don't have to like completely get in the nitty gritty of how you meet up. If you want to meet up, say so. Tell me what you want to do. Uh what time of day is it? About noon. Uh yeah, I guess Hank would go back to the apartment. Yep, Benedict too. I guess we can say we we established like a time to meet up at the apartment. Well, I'll just go there. Well, we had okay. We have the bait. The we also have the home base. Right? Yeah, it's do. just like this abandoned apartment. Yeah. Well, we go right there or just back to um the right girl's apartment. Well, really? 
something to mention is that Benedict, he did sleep at home, but he also decided to bring in the canvas, the blank canvas. And instead of keeping it and squirreling it away at home, he brought it to the home base. Okay. Back to the apartment complex. And for anyone yeah. watching, the apartment complex, or anyone who sees the VOD, this is what they mean by the apartment complex. This is their cons their crazy conspiracy board, <laughs> which is built in that abandoned, uh, that abandoned apartment complex. So yeah, you bring your weird blank canvas as well as you guys all I'll finally meet here around noon, one o'clock. Well, fellas, Hank says, I don't know what to make of this. Seems like every time we go into the night floors, it becomes more and more of a maze. Well, we did find out one important piece of information. The founder of the building, Dara Bondi. Maybe we could do some research on that fella. Uh, Beecher, you showed up a bit late today. Where have you been? I, I had one request from last time. It was just for you both to fucking show up. And you came late. Do you have no consideration? You know, ever well, since you lost your assistant, you've been downright ornery. I could use a good cup of tea. He's and not lost, to make guys. We saved him. <laughs> <laughs> and why do you smell like hot sauce, Benji? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is that olive oil and, and hot sauce? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So does, Benji, does Benji tell the rest of us about it? It's like, by, by the way, you guys, you know that, um, that forbidden ancient uncanny play that set this whole thing in motion possibly <laughs> well I read it <laughs> real real page turner uh, honestly I would give it about a 6 out of 10 uh, the writing could use some work plot line was loose you mean uh, this book this book right here that makes everyone crazy yeah, I, I went a little bit crazy there for a while, I will admit. I'm only human. And, uh, I don't know, I got a little better guitar, so that's good. You guys want to hear me rip one? No. <laughs> no. No. No, thank you. Anyway, I woke up in a cafe, no idea where I'd been. Couldn't remember who I was, but I guess I'm back to normal old Benji now. I'll lean over to uh, Benedict. I'm like, yeah, maybe you should take that book tonight. <laughs> uh, no, thank Benji, you, uh, Benedict. Uh, you seem as normal as you've ever been, but maybe you should <laughs> let us uh, hold on to that book. Or I was planning on giving it a reread, see if there's any. Uh, well, did you learn anything upon the first read at all? Nope. Yep. Uh, we should take that. We should. We are uh, going yeah. to take that from um, you. Actually, my backpack. <laughs> and you can tell them about. Also. You can tell them about the other books you read too, and you don't have to act that all out here. But you guys can be made aware of that as well. 
Yeah. Yep, I think we're going to take that book. And I just <laughs> take it from uh, Benji's it's hands. My All right. precious. <laughs> it's my precious. <laughs> that reminds me of this old book, Lord of the Rings. Have y'all ever read that? Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't. Honestly, I think that might be the best plan of action, honestly, is to look into this guy, the founder who made this. I mean. We don't have any idea of how to get to the uh what floor is it um that we need to get to that abigail's up uh they keep, they keep saying she's on the sixth floor yeah, yeah i mean every time we go into this joint uh we on we know how to get to the night floors now but we just run into more different people and we don't want another cable guy that's the last thing we need <laughs> <laughs> there's another cable guy i'm hoping yeah. now that i've read the king in yellow like maybe next time we go in the night floors that um, somebody will reach out to me. Maybe that's a sort of initiation or something, but that's just one plan. I think we well, need everybody to... read it and only Abigail got invited. Mm. Up to the... That was the impression that you got that this had switched okay. hands and okay. everyone had seen it. Definitely. You guys had definitely talked to, I mean, you assume Michelle had read it. it isn't her stuff, but I think you had talked to, um, Roger and one of the other ones. I think they had both said that they had read it. Yeah. Okay. So I think, I think, it's uh, a good I think at this point it's all for doing investigation on this fella. That... Yeah. Let's investigate yeah. Art Life and I think oh, Derek Bondi yeah. if he's the person. And uh, I think Benedict will try some of his bureaucracy yeah. to get some information out of well, and it's worth saying too. It's like that you know you can do all sorts of searches on people, on you know you everyone you've encountered probably has some type of history. So, get so as much. Who do we call for that? What do you do for that? Yeah, how do we get that information? Is that through the agency? Well, you got to decide really how you're going to, to. You have to decide how you're gonna. Uh, okay. How do you think? I mean, Hank could actually do some kind of like. You know, criminal check, I guess, into this guy through the marshals. Probably. Uh, I think Benedict would probably just try and get in contact with Art Life and try and rent an apartment. Oh, okay. That could, yeah, you guys could definitely get a hold of, uh, you could definitely go to the Art Life offices, you have their address. Of where that gets managed out of. Yeah, let's go pay them a visit. That that's actually much better. That phone call. And I guess for Benji's part, I can go to the library and check out public records. Okay, so we're kind of all splitting up and doing our own research, and they're gonna let's do uh let's let's go about our research and come back here in an hour. How does that sound? All right, cool. hands in, gang. Woman beaters on three. One, two. Benedict grips his crowbar. I thought it was I thought it was lady punchers. <laughs> lady punchers. We gotta, we gotta work. Oh, you're talking. I was like, what are you talking about? You're talking about. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? Cthulhu. And along the herself. way, yeah, no, that's a good point. Benedict wants to check in on Michelle at some point. 
but maybe he's waiting for Dude, a I think she's from. gone, man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she's gone. I think you just have he to... He wants to phone. <laughs> wants to phone Marcus. Call Marcus and be like, how is she? <laughs> how is she doing? A scale from 1 um. to 10. <laughs> Alright, um, so who is... I, who wants to go first, I guess? If, like, if, if you guys are splitting up, if that's your plan, then tell me who's going where first. Hank's driving to the marshal's office. And just, I guess his angle would be, is there any, I'm assuming this guy is probably dead, or supposed to be dead, because this is an old-ass building, right? The arc, the... This yes, that is, it's quite old. Yeah. Well, I think that um, if you actually, like, I think if you actually look at the, like, you probably, this would not be difficult for you to see, you know, there's probably, like, an EST, you know, like, cornerstone on the building. But um, more so, yeah. not even, like, the necessarily the building, but, like, the guy, the actual guy, this last name, any anyone with this, in this family or associated with this dude, is there any criminal records that go back that Yeah, far? you have, you have the name Darabondi, and so you want to look up criminal records for uh, just Darabondi. Right. Okay. Okay, Can so... we, can we, uh, sorry, can we update our skills yet with the check marks? Yes, actually, that's a really good point. Um, cool. Go into because you guys have slept the night. Go into your um, your character sheets and click that uh, button down for the bottom of your skills. Because every time you fail a skill, you learn a little something. And that's the way you kind of advance in Delta Green. So you click that button, and it will automatically roll your skill increases for anything that you have had trouble with. Wait. <laughs> So, uh, so starting with old, um, okay, so you're going to go try to look crime records. So I assume you're going to go back to work, back to the U.S. Marshals. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it does not take too long for you to start to dig, but you, you get the, you get to the Marshals office, office, you do, you know, you sit at your, what, your, like, windows... <laughs> whatever Windows version is prior to 95, you know, like you sit at your you sit at your computer and you tip type out, you know, the name Darabondi. Um, you don't find anything of note and certainly nothing that looks like it would have been for someone old enough to have built this building. You get the, you kind of get the impression that shit, like I may have to go like down into like the like the vault, like the file vault underneath the building like where they keep all of the records you know it's like a is it like a like Indiana Jones uh, where they have the giant warehouse where they mm. put the Ark of the Covenant it's like that but just files because everything is still on paper in 95 or the vast majority of it so you get the idea okay. that you're probably going to get down there getting down there without without like specific case permission like, you're going to have to figure out how to do that. How to get past, you know, those who hold the keys to that kind of stuff. I mean, how much more explain what I have to do? I'm trying to find the girl. They know it's hush-hush. I mean... They, they know that you're working an operation. Your bosses know that you're working an operation with the FBI. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to play that angle, I suppose. Okay. Uh, you get down, and uh, Cindy is the like the head records keeper. She's the one who gets to decide basically who comes behind the desk and who just has to make, uh, you know, requests through her. And she'll tell you that she really wants. She's like, well, I just, uh, you know, I just really want a, uh, you know, normally I have to have a requisition for this kind of thing to let you back here. So, Cindy. Uh, did you get your hair cut? <laughs> <laughs> Killing it. Alright, uh, give me some type of roll. <laughs> uh, what do we do? Persuade, I suppose. Persuade, yeah. And uh, let me know what you got. Success, 25 under 57. Sweet. Okay. Well, yes, I, I did. It you know, it's like we have, we have a funny way of making everyone in New York sound like they're a bit Southern. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, yes, I did. Uh, you know, I, well, you know, probably can't hurt to let you back here. Um, you know, just uh, make sure you put everything back, back where it goes. You know, I, uh... Of course, know, you, of course. And you and you me really should get a coffee sometime. Yep. You, you know, well, you know, I mean, we could do that, you know, when I get off work at five, you wanna? All right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Shameless. All right. Well, that's that's gonna have a consequence. Uh, no, yeah. come on. <laughs> what? Like you? You do know there's consequences to standing people up for stuff like that, right? All like, right. That's... All right. <laughs> all right. Um. So yeah. Time, you... time is of the essence. Time is indeed of the essence. All right, you get, uh, you start really digging. So you manage to get down there. Now give me some type of, probably like a bureaucracy role or something, or maybe a basic intelligence role, if that's better for you, um, to really start digging. And I'm going to do you know, and, and intel- a basic intelligence, I suppose. Maybe? That or bu- bureaucracy, you said? Uh, okay, I'll do bur- bureaucracy. Shit, fail sixty of forty. All right, you're you're down here. You know, you had originally said, "Oh, let's all meet up in an hour." Uh, you're like three hours in. Um, but uh, but lo and behold, uh, you do find something. You find. Bouncing. Okay. You find a. Yeah, you do find some information. And this is old stuff. Like, this is all stuff that's been converted into microfiche. Or microfish, however the heck you say it. Might be much microfish. Um, you find some old uh, police records. There is a... There is a man uh, named Asadera Bondi who was apparently held responsible um, for several several deaths um it was eventually held responsible for some of the deaths of several children and it was uh like over many years back in the 19 like 1910s 1920s and it was eventually found out that he had something to do with it um but unfortunately before he could be apprehended he just disappeared off the face of the earth 
Um, where was the, where was, uh, like, what region of the United States did this happen in? It was in New York. Okay. Um, you are able to find that, uh, that it looks like, it looks like uh, he was from, that before he was an architect, you find like some basic information that he was some type of architect, and it looks like he had come from Chicago before he had come to um, New York. Let's see here. He was from Chicago before he came to New York. Yes. Uh, Would I be able to find? He... Did he make uh, any other buildings? Besides this one. You you're not really sure if that's the kind of thing that you're going to find in his in the criminal records. Uh, true. Um, like, this is mainly about, you know, everything that happened with that. He is... Yeah, it is, um... Basically, the thing, the big thing that happened is there was some type of, of tip was made to the police, and when they entered his residence, they found a list that he had a list of the names of all of these children who had gone missing, some of which had been found drowned in the river some of which had never been found. And that's basically how they made the connection, like, this guy must be the one who's done it, because these names were never released kind of thing. But again, he was... Uh, they were never able to find him. Um, actually, and the, the way that they were... One of the other things they found is that one of his properties actually caught fire, and then when the police investigated it, they found a dead body of a child. Eesh. Yeah. Um. So we. Uh, so there's no point in going to his residence that he stayed at because it's burned down. Um. Yeah. Well, it was. You see that the this all happened in 1950, and you see that in right. 1960 he was declared dead, and the case was closed. Uh, and it was anonymous tip, and there's no other people involved in the case besides him. They never had any other leads. I mean, this was like, it was just a mystery kind of spate of children going missing. And sometimes... Is there a list of names in the records? Ooh. Um, I would say, actually, probably yes. I would say yes. I would definitely jot those down. And uh, off the cuff, can I see any similarities with the names? I would say that there is nothing specific you notice as of this moment. There's you haven't seen anything, though. So, but you have a name of with over twenty uh, children. Definitely gonna take that. Um, with, uh, I don't know if I can do this before we meet up, but I want to see if these any of these people survived Actually, or all of these victims. Actually, real quick. The actual when you when you're looking through the microfiche, you find reference to the evidence log, and you actually find the book, the actual book, the actual list that they found. Um, it is hidden as it looks. It's made. It's kind of made to be look like an account book with different names, but all the names in this accounting book are the names of these children who were gone missing and uh, found dead. And if you want to take this with you. You can, or you can just copy the names. Your choice. I want to take the actual book. 
All right. Uh, well, uh, Cindy, uh, because you made oh, such a good Jesus. impression on her, uh, if you want to try to sneak something out to her or tell her you're going to check something out, then you're going to have to manage that with her. Or are you going to sneak it out? Uh, I'm going to try to my, persuade like her three again. hours, so she's going to be off here in just like half an hour or something. Then wait till she's gone and walk out with it. Okay, you're in there. You're just gonna wait her out. She yes. come. She walks in. Hey, Hank. I um. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's getting time to close up the uh, the archive. If you uh. Oh. you want to join me? Cindy. I can't say enough about that haircut. I. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, uh, and I'm sorry. I was a little. Uh, rushed earlier you know this case time is uh of the essence uh all that jazz um let actually get a detail for that coffee uh how's uh oh, oh not 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 uh, not right now you want to get coffee now <laughs> well yeah i'm off work now that's what that's what we said earlier uh sure sure let's get some coffee now <laughs> okay um, just you, and, you just uh, put all that stuff yeah. back and uh let's go get some coffee well <laughs> you know they have work to do man this is an old case very old it's been closed for uh <sighs> almost a century half a century oh, i yeah. was really hoping uh could i snag this for just a a, a day Please. I, I mean, I mean, you can check it out, but you know, you'll have to return it when you're done with it. Sure. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. Okay. Like a and then we. Okay. Let's just go up here, and we'll turn the lights off, and uh, we'll get that signed off, and then we'll go uh, go grab a cup of Joe. <laughs> yes. Yes. We can do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You go and you put your name on a piece of paper that says that you've taken this piece of evidence out of the archive. <sighs> All right, and then fine. you so uh, does feelings for Kathy. This is this is. Does what? Does Hank actually have feelings for Kathy? Is it Kathy? It's not Kathy. Is it, is it Cindy? I thought it was Cindy. It's Cindy. Cindy. Uh. Sure. See... <laughs> uh, I see why I mean, number six. I mean, I just met. <laughs> I just met the woman, but uh, seems nice enough. Oh, okay, the girl let's... I like at Waffle House is Sandy, and this is Sydney. Oh, let's go down to Waffle House and get a cup of a cup of oh, Joe. Oh, like let me tell you, I had it's right here. The, the worst cup of here. Joe there the other day. Uh, oh, really? I've had stuff. a very different no. experience. Uh, trust me on this. They got a different uh, <laughs> supply. It's bad, 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 bad. bad. <laughs> oh, okay, if you're sure. So let's, let's go so over gonna... here. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so you go have coffee with Cindy. So you're gonna oh be God. a little bit out of pocket for a minute, unless you're gonna tell me you're just gonna be super fucking rude to her and just dip out. Not that mean. Are you just gonna be like, I gotta use the bathroom and just not come back? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll have a coffee with her, you know. Whatever. Okay. Benedict, uh, Benedict is getting abandonment issues at this point. Let's roll a charisma roll. I'm just curious. Charisma success. What'd you get? 18 under 65. 
Alright, hey, it, it goes nice. She laughs at all your jokes, you know. She, she talks about how important she thinks your job is, you know, and how she's just keeping the records, but all the real heroes work upstairs and, you know, whatnot. And uh, she, uh, she, you, know, you get maybe the sense that maybe, or we'll say that you were able to get her phone number before she leaves, and then you guys depart, but now it's pretty late by the time you get around. Wait, it's like, it's, is, there a second, is there a second date? Uh, is there going to be a second date? Hank? Well, I tell her, you know, this case is really taking a toll on us, me, and the whole department. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe once once the case is over with, uh, you know, we can have another one of these chit-chats. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. It'd be great to hear more about your your, your family, your sons. Great. <laughs> love to hear more about Oh, that. yes. John, Jonathan, Joshua, James, and Junior, I love them. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> All equally, except for James. He's just a <laughs> Oh, you're so funny, Hank. That's such a funny thing to say. It's a good joke that you wouldn't love one of your yes. sons as much as the other one. Okay, bye. <laughs> I do not like James one bit. <laughs> You're just mumbling this as she walks away. <laughs> there's, no, there's no kiss? Not even a peck on the cheek? Let's keep it professional, it's a, it's a, Days. It's a first date. It's 95. Yeah. Man. Come 95. on. It's as far as I'm concerned, this is the main plot line in this in this path now, and this whole module <laughs> is what happens. <laughs> Who expected it was going to turn into a romance? <laughs> All right, um, so let's go over to uh, Benedict, actually. So Benedict, uh, <laughs> so that's all happened, and Hank finally gets done with that at like six or seven o'clock, you know. So what does uh, what does Benedict do? Where does he go after you guys have your confab? What are you looking for? Do? What are you trying to figure out? Benedict goes to try and figure out where Art Life is based and tries to get to their offices to go and pop in and try and rent a place. Because honestly, this place is a bit of a shithole, so he could actually use new digs. Um, <laughs> like, I'm actually wondering at this point. He's kind of thinking about it. But... Alright. You make it to... You follow the address that Roger Karun gave you. And when you guys had sh shook him down effectively, and you make it to a uh, small office building that has a bunch of different leased, you know, little offices in it, and there's one that's it's pretty easy to find, just Art Life across the glass, and you go in. And actually, there's something I need to add to the old roll twenty. Where is? She, there she is. Uh, I'm gonna add a picture here, and per usual, I have to go through all the rigmarole of. Did that not work? All right. Pardon me for just a moment while I reload my roll twenty, because sometimes roll twenty needs to have just a nice think about things, like we all do. Speaking of uh, anime up top, so I just sat down and binged watched. Cyberpunk Edge Runners a couple days ago. Maybe. Have y'all seen this? Yeah, like based was, off the video game? Yeah, but it's fucking phenomenal. Like, as far as animes go, it is solid. Highly yeah. recommended if y'all get a chance to check it out. Oh, Actually, I think... Sorry, go ahead. I also finally got around to watching 1899. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was awesome. Good recommendation. I, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think actually Cyberpunk started off as a role-playing game. Yeah, Cyberpunk Red. Okay. Yeah, and then they made the video game, and then, I guess, anime now. Yeah. But, no, Joe recommended 1899 forever ago. And then I accidentally, I wa that. I accidentally watched it this week because <laughs> somebody recommended 1893, and I misremembered what it was. 1883. <laughs> 1883. 1883. <laughs> if you, you can't tell, I'm bad with numbers. Yes, you get yeah. it. But anyway, right. so I accidentally watched 1899, and it was fucking awesome. All right, so. <laughs> So did you guys see this um, on the screen in the middle? Yes. Yep. This new picture. So yes, uh, you get there. Uh, it's on 23rd Street and 3rd Avenue. And I was like, is that uh, the girl I had coffee with? <laughs> no, this is not her. <laughs> no, this is... This you is a picture the, for that? Uh, I was about to say, we might have quick. to go on another date. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a... Um, this is a... Um, this is this is the woman who's working there. Um, she has like a little assistant, and the assistant brings you in. You know, when you flash your badge and say that you have some questions about art life and about one of the buildings. Uh, her name is Cynthia Lachance. Hello, Cynthia. Yes, uh, she will tell you that. Yeah, she's uh, she's the manager for Art Life, and that's you know that she'd be more than happy to help out the authorities. She's aware of the disappearance of Abigail, certainly, that police have been by and talked to her previously. But she would love to talk to you about it. She seems... She seems like she wants this... Kind of like she wants it to all go away. <laughs> you know? You know, she's trying to manage this building and whatnot. Um, but yeah, uh, she's a black woman, 47. She seems well-to-do. She has a lot of really nice art in her office. You think this might be kind of her scene. Um, so yeah, um, and she'll tell you that she's more happy to cooperate with the FBI. She's surprised the FBI is involved now. Well, Cynthia, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mixed bag here because you know on one hand I'm here on behalf of the FBI, but I would really like to find out whether this is a place for me because I do a bit of writing myself. I don't I don't know if you've heard of something called the Daily Mail, but I I, I often just I write a thing or two. I edit. I change those oh, words around. Okay, and, and she—I uh, mean, she is. She seems to appreciate your credentials more than most lay people, uh, and which is nice I for really a change just, to be recognized. Uh, right? You know, I just sit there in the typewriter, and sometimes the typewriter just screams at me, but nothing comes out. I'm glad you can appreciate the struggle of an artist yeah. and. Uh, I don't she know, seems is, a bit a, a bit confused. She's like, I, "So, are you here with the FBI? Or are you looking for an apartment?" Well, <laughs> it, it's we've crossed paths, but uh, I just I need a quiet place, and I really wanted to figure out if if uh, if this apartment would be somewhere for someone like me to to settle in, get a bit of quiet time. How does this place work? How does it run? Oh, you mean? Do you mean Art Life or the McAllister Building? Uh, the McAllister Building. That's uh, that's more the oh. one that I'm interested in. Oh, you don't need an apartment there. Um, and it's like Excuse she me? kind of throws you off. She's been very cordial, and now she seems a bit cagey. She's like, you don't need one there. That's 
But I really love the view. We've, we've just visited there. It's it's delightful in the decor. Yeah, you know, it's an old building, um, and there's there's problems that are kind of hard to see on the surface. Um, that speaks to my soul, Cynthia. That speaks to my soul. That's exactly how I am. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um. We're not renting any more rooms there. Um, oh. I would have assumed that a room would come up fairly soon. Well, there are, and, and you know more than half the building is open. Right? And she's like, well, um, listen, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot straight with you, uh, Agent Reasonable Pseudonym. That's better than Matador. Um, <laughs> she's, she says, I, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be frank, Agent. Um, the, the, the art life overall, the uh, overall company, the you know, bigger than just me here, is bought the building, you know, uh, like by a, like back in like 1976 or something, and they've been looking really for any opportunity." to 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 tear the place down and start new or to renovate it not to tear it down to nothing but you know to redo the whole building smaller apartments you know it's spaces at a premium and so they're not I've been instructed you know on the down low to not rent on anything and you know we've had issues getting payment for there for a little while now and normally we would be you know, I, I'd be knocking down doors because, you know, the whole point of art life is to try to is to try to try to, you know, enrich New York, you know, with with the talent that these artists bring and giving them a place that, you know, they can uh, live and do their work, you know, not have to struggle so much financially. But um, I normally would be knocking down doors to try to get paid, but I've been instructed to kind of just let it slide so that they can evict everyone. Cynthia, how did... I, I met some of the tenants there, and I know that there's this, this darling Abigail that lived there, but how did most of these tenants apply to get a residency at Art Life? Well, a lot of them, uh, we have other buildings, and other than, uh, lots of them, it's kind of word of mouth in, like, different artist communities. You know, they meet each other at galleries and readings and things like that. And a lot of it's word of mouth. Uh, we do some flyers and stuff uh, at the local, at the universities especially, you know, for graduate, you know, students who are graduating and really entering the field and trying to, you know, trying to you know, get something out there and get by. So can I do a, can I do a human or something? I want to. I don't I think say, she's shooting I straight. I don't want to uh, cut in. I just want to make sure John, as a player, has seen her picture on roll twenty. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hit me. Maybe what human? Yeah, human. Like, are you trying to you, figure you out? Want to know if she's shooting straight with you? If she's lying? Yeah, I want to try figure out why she's being so cagey, but. All right, I fail. Uh, Ninety-eight over forty-three. You you get the sense that this is she doesn't seem to be hiding anything from you, and again, like it's 
they're looking for an excuse to just get everyone out of here, and she doesn't want to. She doesn't want this to be public. You think it's a lot of her motivation to kind of just make make to be as cooperative as possible is to sweep it under the rug. Right. Cynthia, do you, do you have somebody I can talk to who is I don't know the manager of the building, somebody who manages the rentals or who gets approved or not? I just I really do feel like this is the right place for me personally. What she'll say she'll say basically she said well uh, the I mean this is a nonprofit but we're kind of funded by the Star Corporation. Uh, but yeah, or, or we are sorry, we bought the building from the Star Corporation, is who owned it originally. Uh, but now I'm just operating this nonprofit. You know, I'm getting government, you know, kind of you know handouts, you know, for housing programs in, in the state. So it's it's really just kind of me, or kind of a small operation here. Like I'm the final say. Um, but obviously, I'm trying to make it profitable, and we have community. We have like a community board of directors, and they're the ones who really want to see this place, you know, renovated and turned into. Because the apartments are quite large, they want to. They want to really pack them in there. Well, Cynthia, I don't want to. I don't want to overstep. Uh, it's very clear that this is a complicated situation, and I really don't want to overstep. But uh, anything I can do to help. Can I help you in in maybe getting some of these miscreants out? I mean, I've never I've never had to evict a I whole have, building before. I have resources. I have resources. I mean, I mean to be frank, like I'm just gonna uh, next month I'm gonna go down to City Hall and get the eviction notice signed, and then we're just gonna start clearing the place out. I really don't know if there's anything I need the, the FBI the FBI for. Fuck, coming up empty here. Uh, uh, <sighs> Brad had a good catch on the about her picture. Yeah, let me. I don't know if it'll. I don't know if it'll. Oh my. Darling, those earrings are stunning. Wherever did you get them? Hold on, let me try to. I'm trying. I'm trying to bring the stream over there where it can be seen. Thanks for that. That was a good catch, Brad. <laughs> I never would have noticed that. Oh man, yeah, that's 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 some good shit. Um. She sees them. She's like, "Oh, uh, these. Oh, I actually, um, actually received these uh, in the mail. Uh, they were, oh. you know, we we have a lot of artists, and uh, and they were. <laughs> well, um, they what were. What do they mean? What are they you for? Know, you, you know, I do you know this symbol, actually." It would, it would mean a lot to me if you could, if you knew what it was. Let's make somebody I, else roll sanity for for once. Yeah, this is a hard one. <laughs> um, 
I, I think I've seen that. Is, is that kind of graffiti? I'm sure I've seen it somewhere. Yeah, I, you know, I've looked, I've looked. It's, um, I received it a, a long time ago. It's, um, well, it's, yeah, if you, if you ever saw this again, if you could let me know, that'd be, that'd be great. Cynthia, are you an artist? Are you, are you an artist? Well, I, I, I do a lot of collecting. I'm, I don't have a lot of talent myself, but, you know, I, I like to collect. Oh my god. I, I also like collecting. I'm a I'm a collector, but my oh Jesus, I've, I've collected some things in my day. I've, I enjoy little bits and pieces. They may not be meaningful to other people, but yeah, I've got shards of glass and um, a collection of empty uh, canvases that I really am attached to. I think there's something <laughs> speaks to me in them. But um, I don't know, Cynthia. I'm just wondering, would would you? Would you be would you be open to trading? Would you trade for those? They're beautiful. No. No. No, and she protectively kind of puts a hand up to one of them. No. No, well, fair enough. I, I'm also very possessive about my connection. Really thought you were gonna ask her out, and everybody's gonna go on dates. It's just all this episode's gonna be. He's not going. No, <laughs> everyone's not gonna going go on a date. Not going well enough for a date. Um, can I do? Can I do like an occult check on those earrings, or try and figure out if there's some way that I can describe it to her, or You've got... give her some kind of connection? Um, you want to tell her what this is? Is that no? You're going to be like, no, listen, I wanna... there's this crazy book. <laughs> Let me tell you. No. Um, if I you... want to try and lead her on just enough to keep you, do you up. Want, do you want, are you trying to tell her something? You want to get these from her? Or you want her to open up about something? Like, I, I don't really I don't understand what you're getting. Up. You want her to open up. up. All right, give me a persuade up. or something. Right. I'll be like that if you want to. Hmm. Yeah, and for if for anyone who's who's looking at this or looking at the bod, basically, or anyone who's just listening, her earrings are a hundred percent yellow signs. Right, that's some important context right there. To and they randomly decide to ask about earrings. Yeah, uh, that's a success for under fifty-one on persuade. Cynthia, look, let's just have a real human discussion. There's something you can tell me that. You, that would really help me get into this place. She tells you that, um, like I said, and she, this is, keep in mind, this is 1995, uh, and she's, you know, in her late 40s. She tells you, she says that she had a brother. Um, his name is Damien. Damien Lachance. And that he, that he drowned in 1948. And that several years ago, when she was just kind of getting this going, um, that she received a package in the mail, you know, when she was just starting to set up art life and trying to get this going and trying to help the art community, she got a package in the mail that read, it was addressed to her and simply had a note with it. It simply read, Damien would be proud. No return address. You know, nothing, just this strange letter that 
her dead brother would be very proud of what she was doing, and in it were these earrings. And, and she says that she wears them because she wants that obviously it terrified her. She went to the police. No one knew anything. They're like, well, there's nothing we can freaking do. Um, but so she says she wears them because she wants to find, if anyone ever knew what the symbol was, she would want them to tell her. And she's, she's disappointed that you don't know either. Hmm. Hmm. Cynthia, that's a that's a terrible story. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I did. Um, I can't. I can't tell her. I can't tell her about the flyer. I can't tell her about knowing that stuff. That Probably not a good one. Not a good idea. <laughs> Let's stop bringing NPCs into the chaos. She'll, yeah, you know what? Let's just be... bring another NPC into this situation. I'm sure Marcus has a, Marcus has another carpet van. Yeah, she's gonna take another. Uh, so many carpets. Trip to the carpet cleaners. <laughs> uh, I can't think I mean, of anything else to do. To this seems like a bit of a dead end, but well, I just played this wrong. Yeah, she will tell you that she's like, well, listen, if you have, if you're still interested, there, there, the plan right now is to really, you know, with the board of directors, is to get this place done up and renovated by by ninety seven. So if you're still looking for a place two years from now. Swing back around. The McAllister building should be a new and spick and span. Smaller apartments, but apartments. Not Goes. Right. Could you so also make it. a note of... Sorry. Cutting in. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to say, could you also put the their main uh, funding provider there as a note? Is it called Star? Huh? Well, Star Corporation was who the building was, was purchased from. Not oh. she run she runs art life. So that was a I misspoke. It was my bad. Oh. Still might be. Okay. I just updated that. Alright. Uh Cynthia, I'm gonna grab your details because if I do hear see anything about those earrings that you've got, those very mysterious earrings, I will get back in touch with you. Okay, she seems pretty happy with that. Cool. Then uh, I think Benedict goes back, grabs a cup of tea, whilst waiting for everybody else. Yeah, and you're you're done within you know within an hour or so. So yeah, a conversation doesn't take you nearly as long as like right now when you're like going to get tea. You look over and you're like, is that Hank? Is he with a woman? What is he doing right now? <laughs> Like Hank, you look up and you see Benedict with like a tea bag and hot water raising an eyebrow at you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like wave him off. Like, oh. uh, yeah, essentially. Okay. All right. Uh, let's take it to uh, to old Benji then. Benji, what does Benji do? Where does he go? What does he do with his life? Oh, he wants to go to that. Library to two friends outside an art museum. As what? Is that the New York two big library? Big I what? think so. Anyway, it's got like two I'm... big statues, lions. Yeah, um, that's in Chicago. Unless they have another one in New York. 
Oh, never mind. Yeah. Going to a big. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so what are you gonna look for when you get there? Is my question. Well, I want to look for things. So I guess we'll just have to kind of navigate. Can or um, on one. Dace, your audio is like you're speeding up and slowing down. I don't know if you're what's your signal situation. Freaking his iPad. It should pass. Maybe it's just updating. But yeah, I think we keep keep going. I don't think there's anything yeah. to do. Keep going. Let's see if it. Okay. So. Um. I have a things that I want. Uh, what, what's the first thing? I'm kind of torn. I wanted to look into most was Darabondi, but I feel like Hank maybe has that covered. I don't know if there's one out. You could have given it a go, and I mean... It was just the criminal side of his life. I mean, there could be... Yeah, there are definitely point. things that he could not find. That you know, obviously you do not know what he found and what he didn't find. So I will nope, leave this yep. to you to not metagame too hard. That's that's a very good point. Um, Benji wouldn't know what Hank found out, so I'm just going to proceed his plan and just look up Darabondi. And uh, this is kind of Benji's shit. Like he's a historian. Looking up stuff and records like this is his jam. Like. The I fucking Dewey, Dewey decimal in, system. Yeah, you like walk in the library, you just like crack your knuckles. Like, All right. Shit, yeah. Back home. Well, you know, the thing like, is, is you probably have been in the New York Public Library, like the main one. Like, you've probably been there doing research. Like, you're a Juilliard right, graduate student, like, and you're like writing a dissertation. You've probably been here before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Another um, place like Give me, like, probably, I would say, a bureaucracy role. Or what is your bureaucracy? What's your skill? It's not bad. It's, uh... Very good. I think it's, like, 58. Uh... Oh, no, it's a, a 40. Was... Something right. else. All right, go ahead and make me a go ahead and make me a roll. And let's see what you can find. I was hoping a history cuz that's You know what? You're right. You're 100% right. Uh what is your history skill? 60. Okay. Uh for a reminder for you guys and for anyone else the way Delta Green works, if you have a skill that's at a certain level, you don't even roll for stuff sometimes. It's just assumed that you're so skilled in that, you don't need to. A 60 in history, you know <laughs> where to go. Like, you know, it's like maybe someone asks you, do you need any help? And you're like, no, nope, ma'am. I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you start researching Darabondi, and you find three books about Darabondi. Uh, I'll give you the titles. First one is The Devil's Craftsman. 
published in 1952. A Darkness at the Corners, 1957. And Architecture, Genius, and Mental Illness, 1961. More light reading. Yep, <laughs> some real <laughs> casual light These reading. are written by him or written about him? These are him? about him, they seem oh, to be. Different architecture, architecture, genius, and mental illness? Yes. Um, they, you see that he was well-known. So Asa Darabondi, first name A-S-A. Asa Darabondi, which is something that uh, Hank would have found as well. You found that he was a, um, he was considered to be this weird, like, Picasso of architecture in the 40s and 50s. He built these, or even before that, in the early, uh, 20th century, he built these things called thought buildings, like thought as in thinking, which were meant to be these buildings that would inspire like this almost like religious revelation type uh, experience and just being in them. Um, some people thought that he was highly religious. Some people thought that he was uh, on drugs a lot of the time. And from what you can tell, uh, he worked in Chicago from 1905 to 1921, and then he moved to, 19, to New York in 1921 and took up residence at an unnamed Midtown Hotel. doesn't say exactly where, but there are nine buildings that he built in New York City, and all nine of them still currently stand, including the McAllister Building. Um the, eventually, he disappeared in 1950. Uh, and when he disappeared in 1950, uh, you find pretty quickly that he was ex he was suspected to have been at least involved, if not responsible, for the disappearance and deaths of, for sure, five children, maybe as many as 20. Um, he Jeez. left... And what happened, uh, they... Eventually, when he disappeared without a trace and his office burned down, they discovered the dead body of a young uh, of a young girl in his office. He left behind huge debts, and eventually, in 1960, his mother had him legally declared dead. Um, so yeah, his mother. And, mm. Yes, his mother had him legally declared dead. So, as you. Uh, and I imagine that Benji would want to dig and actually find these books themselves as well, not just necessarily their the info that's. Oh there. yeah, for sure. He's thorough. Yeah, you um, you find a picture of Asa Darabondi in the Devil's Craftsman. Um, it's a. I don't have it here. I don't have a picture of it. Unfortunately, I don't have an asset for this. But it's a picture of him standing in front of uh, and this is the Asa Darabani that you have a picture of you know it definitely is him he's standing in front of a um, like an art deco hotel with the letter B emblazoned upon each of the double doors big big letter B B as in boy um, and the caption reads Darabani lived at New York City hotel which he helped 
he helped restore in lieu of payment. Um, roll me an intelligence check real quick. Can do. And I asked, where did we get this picture originally? The, the the picture of him. This is what I'd given you when you guys, I think, had seen I him. him in the mirror. In the mirrors or in the comics, I can't remember. Maybe both. Oh, it was the mirrors. Yeah. That is a success with a seventy-four under seventy-five. Wow, cutting it close, man. Uh, and technically, the way that Delta Green like works, that's actually a very good roll. Like that would be like stomping it, because Benji closer really gets the failing. Because Benji's, I mean, Benji's a really smart guy. You're my powerful. <laughs> You're looking at this picture of Darabondi standing, in, of Asa Darabondi standing in front of this building, and you see that there's a reflection, and you you can kind of make out that that is that is Madison Square Park that that hotel that he's standing in front of looks to be. In Madison Square Park, because you can recognize you're not a you're not a New York native, but you can recognize the Eternal Light Flagstaff, uh, which is a you know a monument in Madison Square Park. Wheat, we got a lead. Right. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Was there anything else? Oh, yes, there is one other thing. There's one other thing. So you're you see this picture. Um, you can take it with you. You can probably get a photocopy of it. Like, we're not gonna deal with all that. If you want to get a copy or tear... I don't know, would Benji just tear the page out and take it with him? No! Good gracious, oh, no! I suppose you could yeah. just check the book out. That would make a lot more sense. It is a library. <laughs> he also has to go on a date with a librarian to take that book out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, I am going to... There's something I need to... I need to do uh, one sec while I get this going. Um, as you are reading the book, you looking at the picture, and what is what is Benji doing? Is Benji going to check it out? Is he going to make a photocopy? What's he going to do with, the, with all this? Um, he'll he'll check all three books out, and he'll just check all three books out, so I, I can do a more in-depth dive. Okay. As you're as you're heading out. Um, Walked up to the librarian. Is that a haircut? Where did you get those earrings? <laughs> <laughs> she just deadpan, no expression, like stamps your the date in the book and just pushes your, it at you across the desk. Your question was, is that a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> is that a haircut? <laughs> is that a haircut? All those earrings... She says, After nice I said that, honey. I was like, is that what I just said? I think I just <laughs> You're on your you're on your way out and you're on your back I don't know, you guys had set up to rendezvous somewhere, probably, right? You're gonna go back probably to Probably the safe back, house. Back to the safe house, okay. Yeah. You're on your way out and you're standing at an intersection uh ready to, you know, like cross or waiting for a cab or something. And a car goes by. It's like a, uh, it's like a, a rickety old, you know, just like beater. And as it goes by, you can hear it struggling down the road, just like an old sedan. It's all beat up. As it goes by, it starts backfiring. Pow! 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 Right as it goes by, it like it it 
backfires right as it goes by, just whee! And it hits you, like, in your ears, and you're kind of, like, you know, got your finger in your ear. Um, as you, as you do, it's like you, you hear something. You, and at first it sounds like it's your, it's your ears ringing, but then it sounds like it has directionality, and you look across the way, and there is a and your eyes don't really it, you like you focus on it because it's hard to see. There's something sitting on the bench, but it's not something you accept that you expect to be sitting on a bench in New York City. So it takes you you kind of have to turn your head. It's a record player, and it's just sitting on the bench, and it's running. And there's a sound coming from it that's hard for you to make out. And that get? is a good place. To put our paws in. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say one real quick. We're almost there. Does Benji approach said record player? Oh yeah, definitely. All right, you go over to it, and you're looking around. There doesn't seem anyone standing next to it, and it's just running. And the little crank is cranking away, just kind of you know spinning as it goes. Hmm, where's the little monkey? No clowns nearby. No, no obvious clowns. Um, yeah. Good band and name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this for you. No obvious clowns. Awesome. Yeah. No Maybe. obvious clowns. And you hear. Sorry, I had to skip a few. Not that. Not that. Oh, oh sorry. In the night rooms. You hear this. You might have to turn it up, and then I actually, I think I might have to turn it up. So that the people listening in can hear it, even. Pretty, pretty spooky. Disconcerting. Let me see. This is going to mess up the VOD, but I'm going to turn this up. Like Arctic seals underwater. <laughs> quick, record it so that we can play it backwards, slow right, down, quick. and get the real message. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So that that jacked up the vod for a second, but so yeah, and that is probably a good place for us to stop for this Weird. session, uh, for this for this episode. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. As we dig a little further down into the some of the history, some of the oddness of the McAllister building and everything that's going on, um, how are you guys feeling about it? I'm, I'm, either you're doing a great job well, at making shit on the fly, or we actually went down a route that was uh, uh, helpful for the investigation. <laughs> well, I would never want you guys to think that you're doing things correctly. That's for fucking sure. Oh well, then. Oh well, then you fucked up. <laughs> I thought we were doing a great job until Joe's friend Steve said some opinion making. <laughs> yeah, well, and uh, now you guys, you, you I guys just don't Yeah, great. Let's let's uh, get mad at our only fan. Base. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to build a fan base. <laughs> just call out the one dude that. Just listen to us. <laughs> I want you to. 
I hear you. I hear what you. And if anybody else is thinking about being fans, you better stop calling out too. You better watch the fuck out. <laughs> but thank you everyone for uh for joining us thank you for listening especially um, steve we're especially steve we're gonna be back uh next week with more of this as these guys try to figure out like what the hell they're gonna do with this new information um and please join us over at uh on reddit at r slash greenbox gaming uh there's the links to our socials we're on everything uh, we post the new stuff there. If you're interested in hearing the episodes a week early, consider our Patreon, which is ooh, also linked wow, on yeah. the old Reddit. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, but, you know, and obviously and we try to, you know, join us on Twitch Live. Uh, we try to do this every other week so that we can put out weekly content for you guys. Uh, but yeah, we can't wait to continue on to this and we will see you guys uh, for those who are watching live. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to take our quick break. And for those who are listening into the podcast or the bots, we will see you next week. Peace out, motherfucker. Deuces. Bye.